Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. The man who loses his life, um, the man who loses his life, the man who hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Um, Whoever serves me must follow me and where I am, there also will my servant be. In the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is a, a picture, the only portrait we have of St. Teresa of Avila, St. Teresa of Jesus. Um, she, um, uh, after sitting for it for uh, quite a while, when it was finally finished, um, she went over and looked at it. And she said something to the artist like, did you have to make it look so real? Of course, the, um, the painting now has cracked and um, the paint has cracked. Um, as, a, as a young woman, she was um, not only beautiful, but also incredibly intelligent. Um, when um, in 2001, I went to Lourdes for five days. That's in the south of France. And then I took a train into Spain. Uh, to, to go to Spain was my, um, was my goal. Um, and as I crossed into Spain, in the north of Spain, at the end of July, the beginning of August, there were these vast spaces planted with wheat, and it was ripe for the harvest. So it, the only thing that I saw for, for miles and miles were wheat fields to the left and to the right, this rich harvest just ready to be uh, taken in. The only thing cutting through it was the, uh, were the railroad tracks. Um, it was like a vast brown ocean. It was it was absolutely beautiful, stunning. And uh, uh, one of the goals of going to Spain was to see the place where she was born, um, Avila, <coughs> pardon me, Avila, St. Teresa of Jesus, St. Teresa of Avila, and also the place where she died, and I managed to do both. Um, this, uh, this Saturday will be the 500th anniversary of the birth of St. Teresa of Avila. This is not uh, just a... Um, Oh, um, a nice coincidence. It's something that we should consider and consider it in light of today's gospel. It goes together like hand in glove. It's just um, very helpful to meditate upon uh, St. Teresa uh, of Avila. When she was a little girl, she read about the uh, she heard about the Franciscans going off to the Holy Land to convert the, the Muslims. And so many of them came back as martyrs for doing that, right? The Franciscan martyr. So she convinced her little brother to leave the, the high walls of Avila and they were going to go to the Holy Land and they were going to try to convert the Muslims too. Just as they were leaving those walls, they're walking down the road together as two little kids, their uncle rides up on a horse. <laughs> they did not go off to convert the, the Muslims. <laughs> you get right back in there now. The, um, and, uh, but St. Teresa, um, she entered a convent in Avila, the Carmelite convent. And for the first 25 years, she was a, she was a, a good uh, religious, uh, but it was not very difficult. She describes all of this in her uh, autobiography. Her books you can read online for free. So no one can say I, I couldn't have access to these, um, these important books. She's a doctor of the church as well, I should mention. So she was in the convent of the Incarnacion for 25 years when she realized that this gospel 
um, was an indictment on her life. This gospel, uh, God was telling her, um, whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. She began to um, to uh, pay attention to her prayers. Uh, as a friend of mine says, if 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 I don't pay attention to my prayers, why should God pay attention to my prayers, right? If I'm not listening to my own prayers, amen. If I'm not listening to my own prayers, why should God listen to them? She began to pay attention to her prayers. There were even times where she would spend nights in vigil. One night she was praying before a statue of Jesus who had been whipped. Jesus had been scourged at the pillar when it all broke open for her. Um, that beautiful movie on the life of St. Teresa of Jesus will, will be replayed, no doubt, soon on EWTN, if it's not already being replayed. Um, and so the rest of her life she spent with the reform of the Carmelite order. Um, she spent the rest of her life using everything that she had. It, it cost her dearly. Um, and um, you, you look at her and you look at this gospel and you see what is possible. Um, what is possible uh, as she she was she was going around starting convents and reforming convents and a lot of the men and women did not want to be reformed they did not want to listen to it um, and and they fought her many of them fought her women and men fought her and St. John of the Cross um, um, once uh, she went to start a convent in Toledo in Spain she had she only had five ducats five dollars she said, uh, with Teresa and $5, it's not possible. But God, Teresa, and $5, it's possible. That convent is still there to this day. Um, so it's amazing to, to see uh, and study the life of St. Teresa of Avila. Um, it sounds like a, um, um, just kind of like a nice story, a biography. I, I, you ought to read that. The, uh, it's much more than that because... She felt as if the first 25 years of her life um, in the convent were, were misspent. They were of no value. It was only after she uh, began to, uh, to speak to Christ and to listen to him and to, to live this gospel that things turned around for her. Um, the uh, impact that she had in Spain for the Carmelites was tremendous. And of course it spread to nearby France. That's St. Therese there at the back. She's a Carmelite in the, uh, in the 1800s, the late 19th century, and, um, and to this country across the world. But also, not just to the Carmelites, to, to Christians in the world everywhere. Uh, she's, um, she's, one, she's only one individual. And think of it, 500 years ago, a woman, 25 years in the convent, uh, the value, zero. Uh, in the world standards, right? Um, the, um, but look what one woman did. Look what one individual can do. Now, Jesus is here. It says at the beginning of the gospel that it's, uh, it's uh, the time of the Passover feast. The Passover feast used un leavened bread, bread with no leaven, bread with no yeast. The days before the feast of the Passover, uh, 
the, the Jews in Jerusalem and, and throughout all of Israel, the days before Passover, they would be turning the house upside down, literally turning the, the, fur, the furniture, uh, the cabinets, the drawers upside down. They would be searching for yeast. They'd be searching for leaven. There was a commandment that they had to get rid of all leaven, all yeast out of the house. They could either um, they could burn the yeast or they could feed it to the livestock. They could consume the yeast themselves, but they had to get rid of it before the Passover because when Passover came, there were many days where they would eat unleavened bread. Remember a few weeks ago when Jesus was cleansing the temple in Jerusalem. That's what Jesus was doing. He was turning over tables. He was running animals out. He made a whip out of some cords. And he was, he was turning the temple. He was cleaning the temple the way the people were cleaning their houses. Yet wherever they found yeast, they either had to get rid of it or consume it. Even the yeast in beer. Well, look at this beer. We've got to get rid of it. I mean, I'll, I'll volunteer. I've got to get rid of this. I mean, some we we're not going to feed it to the livestock, right? Yeah, uh huh. But I'm serious. They had to even get rid of the yeast in beer. Um, so um, um, that's exactly where you and I are. You know, Lent started on February the 18th, and here we are, um, weeks later. This is the fifth week of Lent. If if you have not yet gotten started, then uh, like Jesus getting rid of the yeast of the Pharisees, cleansing the temple. We have to get rid of the yeast of this world. Um, begin now. It's not too late. I mean, think of the late start she got. After 25 years in the convent, um, the, the light bulb went off. St. Therese, St. Therese got special permission from the Pope to enter the convent, the Carmelite convent, when she was 15. She didn't even make it to 25. She didn't even live to be 25 years old. Um, St. Therese lived this gospel. Uh, she was following, she was following the, um, the counsel of this saint, this doctor of the church. And um, when Jesus gave this uh, announcement, uh, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. What had the people of Israel been doing? Um, the days leading up to his announcement, they've been planting wheat. They've been planting wheat. Now, when Passover came, the wheat would be just in the ground and they could expect a harvest, the first harvest to come in 50 days after Passover. Let's see, 50 days after Passover, 50 days after Easter, that would be Pentecost. That would be the coming of the Holy Spirit. Um, remember at uh, Pentecost, thousands were baptized. Thousands received um, the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we can see that Jesus is taking what everybody's doing right now and he's um, using it as a, as a springboard or a foundation for what he is doing at this time. Um, because at, at Passover, when Passover just begins, he dies on the cross. And then he is buried on Passover. The grain of wheat is placed in the earth, in the tomb. And 50 days later, it produces much fruit. Um, the, um, 
the Holy Father, uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict, remember in 2007, he uh, published his first of three books, Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah, he wrote it in his spare time. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, on page 33, if you have it when you go home, it's really easy to remember the page number. That's how old Jesus was when this happened. Um, he quotes from um, a Jesuit priest who was living in Hitler's Germany, um, Father Alfred Delp, um, a, a German Jesuit. And he spoke out during um, against Hitler during the Nazi um, um, the Nazi um, regime in Germany. And Pope Benedict quotes him here. And he gives us um, um, three different levels. He, he says, bread is important. Freedom is more important. Uh, but most important of all is unbroken fidelity. Let me show you unbroken fidelity to God's will. What is most important is unbroken fidelity and faithful adoration. If you recognize him as unbroken fidelity to his father's will, then it demands of you, it demands of me, faithful adoration. Bread? Yes, bread is important. Freedom is more important. What is most important is uh, unbroken fidelity and faithful adoration. Beginning today, um, let us put our lives in order. Um, sometimes uh, what we eat is most important. No, bread is important. Liberty, freedom is more important. What is most important is unbroken fidelity and our faithful adoration. Um, freedom is more important. Um, how easy it is to become a slave to sin. It could be a slave to a venial sin or a slave to a mortal sin. Slavery is slavery is slavery. Uh, God desires that we, we make a thorough cleaning of the house to get rid of all the leaven of the other team. As Jesus says in the, at the end of today's gospel about the devil, now the ruler of this world is cast out. He will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. Jesus said this, indicating the kind of death he would undergo. This was not an accident. This was not a surprise. He knew it was coming. And even the voice from heaven, there were those who heard the voice from heaven. And what did they say? Oh, it's thundering. Others said, oh, an angel has spoken. It was a voice of God the Father. Um, Jesus is the name of God. He is glorified at this moment. Um, St. Teresa of Avila suffered greatly when she turned that corner 25 years after entering the convent. It cost her everything. It was incredibly hard. Um, but um, it was impossible. What she did was impossible without God's help. Uh, Five dollars and Teresa, it's not possible. God, five dollars and Teresa, it's possible. When she was talking about that convent in Toledo. Um, let's think about it. Maybe the last five weeks have been wasted, not even lifted a finger or done very little in this house cleaning, getting rid of the yeast of the Pharisees. Start the house cleaning now through um, 
talking to God, listening to God, being in his presence and acting upon that. Bread is important. We have to eat. Liberty is more important. Freedom is more important. But what is most important of all is unbroken fidelity and our faithful adoration of that unbroken fidelity. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.